What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, December 8th. It will soon be Wednesday, December 9th. The only reason I mention that is because you probably listen on Wednesday. But we recorded this early enough thanks to the Dallas Cowboys getting obliterated in the run game by the Baltimore Ravens, who finally showed up and did Baltimore Raven things. Joining me to break it down on the uh, ton of Tuesday night football recap, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman calling the game, John Breach, and special guest, Jared Dubin, who has been called in to watch or discuss, I guess, the Cowboys getting their asses kicked a couple of times. At least it all involved Andy Dalton, right, Dubes? Yeah, I mean, I think the first time I came on to talk about a Cowboys game was the first Andy Dalton start, and we were coming into that game thinking like, hey, maybe the Cowboys can be competitive with the Cardinals. Wait, 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 you know what actually might have happened then? Uh, Wilson oh, picked. They have a pass. To, oh. The Cowboys will be three three after they playing. I can't hear the play. Whatever. Moving along. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't hear. Could you hear it? I heard it. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. I changed my earphones because of technical difficulties. Damn it! Hold on. Here's the clip. The Cowboys will be three three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. It's not a difficult path. So yeah, that didn't go well for him, right? Andy Dalton, not good in prime time, right, dudes? Ryan didn't say nine they, wins uh, by the end of the season. He said it, combined wins with 2021. They don't have a path to nine wins anymore. They don't. Um, they don't. They technically have a path to seven wins, but I cannot see that happening. I, yeah. Ye of little faith, Dubin. Ye of, am I the only person left on the Cowboys bandwagon? Am I driving it by myself? Everybody else is asleep at the wheel. It's crashed. I've taken the wheels. I've taken everything. I'm leading yeah. this thing. They're winning the division no. title. You're lying. You're lying in a ditch. Tripping on peyote, dreaming of some scenario that's not going to happen. Mike McCarthy is uh, – there are bigger questions facing the Dallas Cowboys. And nothing was more telling – again, we are – we do this all the time. We bury the lead and we talk about the team that lost. That's fine. But the Dallas Cowboys um, – Troy Aitman is discussing the Dallas Cowboys on this game. And he says – he's like, you know, this this franchise is – I just don't know what direction you go in and, and what's next. And then because it's Tuesday night, you know, Fox crew had some music queued up and they start playing Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner, which is historically speaking, a very much a end of the party. It's over. Go home song, which is not ideal for the Dallas Cowboys. And yet here we are. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a good team. Um, a, a lot of that, obviously, is injuries. You lose your quarterback, who's one of the small handful of better quarterbacks in the league, and almost no matter what, your team is not going to be good. Uh, you lose two perennial all-pro offensive linemen and another, you know, borderline Pro Bowl offensive lineman and your, you know, perennial Pro Bowl other offensive lineman retires before the season and you were counting on your offense to carry the team because your defense is terrible, um, you're going to be bad. Um, the offense being bad, like, what are you going to do? Injuries completely undermine the entire season. But this coaching staff came in, remade the defense. Mike McCarthy brought in, you know, his hand-picked defensive coordinator who hadn't been a defensive coordinator in, like, six years um, and wasn't a very good defensive coordinator when he was one. And they brought in a whole bunch of new guys on defense, and basically none of them worked out. And now they're playing a bunch of guys that, I mean, they're playing like Richard Robinson, who got beat for the touchdown by, uh, by Marquise Brown in the corner. I- I'm not even sure who he is, actually. <laughs> like, 
I I saw him out there and I was like, man, Reggie Robinson's getting toasted already. But it's not <laughs> Reggie Robinson. It's Rashard Robinson, who was apparently a, a draft pick of the 49ers in 2016 and was most recently on the Jets, but didn't play last year. Uh, he played for both the Jets. He played for the Niners, then the Jets, then the Niners, then the Jets, and didn't play last year and now is on the Cowboys and getting burned for deep touchdowns by Marquise Brown. Um, you know, they got Justin Hamilton out there playing on the interior of the line. Like, it's it's a bad situation with this defense right now. Um, granted, there are some injuries there, too, but even the guys that were playing well at the beginning of the season, like Alden Smith, I think, has kind of disappeared over the last couple of weeks. Demarcus Lawrence playing well against the run, but you didn't pay him all that money to play really well against the run. Um, I don't know. It's a, It's a bad team. You know, what are you going to do? A bad team in a bad division. Uh, but Preach, please it, don't. No, they're not winning the division. Like, let's stop this fiction. You didn't even let me finish my point, Brinson. Uh, the defense is a joke. I mean, it was absolutely horrible. That was the reason they lost the game. I mean, their offense looked somewhat functional out there outside of Greg Zerline shanking three field goals, but that's not offense, that's special teams. And, and this was all on the defense. You can't give up 294 yards and on the ground and expect a win. You can't let Lamar Jackson uh, just run all over you on a fourth and two, I think a third and 10, a third and six, every key situation where Lamar Jackson needed to come up with yards. Uh, it was like the Cowboys didn't know he was a quarterback who has the ability to run. It was insane. The, and the, the, fact, the, the Ravens averaged 7.9 rushing yards per attempt. Well, let me say this. Here is, is your that fun. good. I, I, I don't even know why the Ravens threw a pass, to be honest. When you're averaging <laughs> seven yards, you just run it on every down. Uh, this was the third fun fact. This is the third time this season the Cowboys have given up 250 or more rushing yards. Uh, from 2001 to 2019, they gave up 250 or more rushing yards three times. So they matched this season what it took them 18 years to do. Uh, that's how insanely horrible this defense is. Can I, can I give another fun fact? Sure. Yes, we love fun facts. The Ravens had as many 30-plus yard rushes in this game as Zeke has in the last two years. That's Yikes. a great fun fact. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Ravens rushing, again, 7.9 yards per attempt speaks for itself, obviously. But uh, Gus Edwards, 101 rushing yards, the leading rusher. Gus Edwards ran for 101 yards on seven carries. That's not really a Gus Edwards line, and yet here we are. Lamar Jackson, uh, not far behind him, 94 rushing yards on 13 carries, and then J.K. Dobbins, 71 rushing yards on 11 carries. Mark Ingram, who it feels like they're sort of uh, putting a bubble wrap for the playoffs. If they make it, six carries, 28 yards. Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin both caught a touchdown. So this is a nice game for Lamar Jackson. But I, I, I do think this is the story. It's not like Baltimore came out and just – you know, flexed muscles. It, or maybe they did flex their muscles, but it was like flexing your, it was like a dad dunking on a seven year old, you know, like what, like congratulations on the, the dunk. I mean, I, I don't know. This says, all right, Baltimore's great. It really more says like Dallas can't stop anybody against the run. If you, if you want to run the ball against Dallas, you can have your way. And they did just that. Yeah, I mean, most teams can throw on them too. You know that they're yeah. they're not getting much pass rush. Um, you know, the corners have been hurt for most of the season. The safety play has been horrendous. I mean, Xavier Woods is probably 
their best safety. He made one of the worst plays I've ever seen a safety make when he tackled, like, I think it was Luke Wilson on a pass over the middle that was, like, 20 feet over Wilson's head. Oh, God, um, that was awful. And, and Troy and Troy Aikman's like, I mean, that was uncatchable. It's like, Troy, listen, you're paid. <laughs> it probably millions. was, but that was, like, ridiculous. Right, but, like, it's like, Troy, you're paid millions of dollars by Fox. You're a, a Hall of Fame Cowboys quarterback, like, like <laughs> the guy, you're, the guy tackled him. Okay. They're going to throw the flag for DPI. Yeah. Let's settle down, pal. Oh man. It's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Like this happens sometimes. Like I actually said before the season, um, when it was, uh, announced that Lyle Collins was like going on IR instead of starting the year. And they were like, Oh, he has a minor hip injury. And you know, myself having torn both of my hips, I know, there's no such thing as a minor hip injury. I was like, the Cowboys have a lot of 2019 Browns potential with mm. all of their, um, you know, offensive firepower, but an offensive line that seems like it might be falling apart. And um, I think I was way too right about that one. I mean, Dallas is currently dead. Breach is talking about like Dallas is going to make a run in the NFC. They're literally the the last place team in the NFC, Breach. Yeah. They are, but they play the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. That'll be a, that'll be a four. Why are they beating the Bengals? Why is this team the Bengals play? They're going to beat the Bengals. The Cowboys have the second worst point differential in the league. They're worse than the Jags, worse than the Bengals, a lot worse than the Bengals and Chargers. The only team worse than them is the Jets. Why is this team being the, why is this team, this team is worse. This team might be worse than the Jets right now. If they played the Jets on a neutral field. Are, did is, you watch this game? This was a relatively close game to the, the Ravens ran up and down the field and couldn't put the Cowboys away. If Greg Zerline doesn't, isn't a total choke artist. Uh, are you a, kidding if, me? Are you kidding me? It would have been four, 17 to 13 at halftime. It would have been 17 to 16 in the third quarter. I mean, it, Zerline's missing field goals that he should make. Justin He's, Tucker missed a field goal. He never misses field goals. He didn't miss three field goals. That's a huge, huge The Cowboys difference. also had like a 67-yard kick return and a tipped pass interception yes. that set them up on like the 20-yard line. This is not a close it's, game. Yeah, this it's not like they were like, you know, hanging with the Ravens all night. Like they got two big it, plays the, in the first half that set them up. If the right Jets, in Ravens it was a one game with four minutes left in the third quarter. This was not a close game. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, yeah. honestly, the way I was going to spin this and that I'm actually a little bit concerned if <laughs> I'm a Ravens fan. I'm actually a little bit concerned if I'm a Ravens fan because of the way you played the Cowboys. As you guys said, they didn't put any pressure on Andy Dalton. They have to go play the Browns next week. Uh, you know what? Baker Mayfield might not be great under pressure, but if you can't put any pressure on him, we saw what he did to the Titans, those four touchdown passes in a half. So if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm a little bit concerned uh, that you couldn't put any pressure on Dalton when the Cowboys have like a third-rate offensive line in there. So there are a lot of things about this game that concern me from the Ravens' point of view that the Cowboys, a horrible team, as you guys are saying, kind of exploited, saying, hey, look, if the Cowboys can do this, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to be hard for the Ravens to compete against good teams if if they're struggling against bad teams. I, yeah, I mean, I, one, one thing oh, to note is yeah. Wyatt Teller went on the COVID list today, so he probably won't be playing in that game against the Ravens. You, you also have the Ravens, like, a bunch of guys coming back from COVID. Calais Campbell coming back from a multi-week injury. You know, granted, these guys are going to have to play in a quick turnaround now against the Browns, so that might be an issue for them. But I think you would expect that guys coming back from, you know, multiple-week absences – would get better as they get further into 
being back as opposed to in their first game back. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, I agree with like with Lamar, he might, he looked a little rusty throwing the ball. I thought his two best throws were on his touchdown passes, but other than that, uh, he looked a little off, but somebody like Clayce Campbell, he was struggling in this game and now he has to play on a short week. Uh, you know, so if you were a guy who's injured and not on the COVID list, uh, you know, this doesn't help you anymore. And you can't use a guy like Campbell. It's not going to help your pass rush. Uh, so, you know, like this, the Ravens needed this win. They had to win it. This is a game they could not lose. They didn't lose it. Uh, but, you know, I am a little bit concerned. If I'm I, seven, I, I, I will agree with you, Breach, in the sense that there are concerns to be had about the Ravens' defense and the way – look, in fact, there are twofold concerns about the Ravens. One, the way that Dallas moved the ball down the field – uh, particularly on like long third downs where they, they would just have a Michael, Michael Gallup running wide open. Um, and then that touchdown on fourth down, that, that's problematic. And then Lamar Jackson is still, he had one dime to Marquise Brown where you're like, man, what a throw. But other than that, I mean, he just wasn't very good as a passer and he was looking to run. All those things should be concerning for the Ravens, not just for the rest of the year, but for 2021 too. I mean, like they don't, we don't know what they have. Like Yannick Ngakwe is a French, you know, I mean, what, what do they have? Like what, what is their, what is their long-term plan? Having said that, like, let's not, I mean, this is a cat and mouse. This is like a, like, you know, when the, the cat is playing with, you know, the play with a toy and he's just slapping it around. And that's what this was. I, mean, this was. I don't know anything about cats because cats are terrible, but. Hey, cat hater. Uh, I don't, I don't oh, definitely it. a cat hater. No, okay. I, I will say a couple things just about their past game. So first, Mark Andrews was out. That's obviously Lamar's most reliable target. Uh, I think Willie Sneed was out too. He's still on the, the COVID list. So two of their top three targets in the passing game really weren't playing. Lamar has been out with COVID and probably only practiced like one time in the last couple of weeks that throws him off. But their pass game, I think at least the deep, intermediate and deep pass game has been off all year. I wrote about it a few weeks ago. Lamar's like passes that he was hitting every time last year is just not hitting on these intermediate and deep balls this year. That's really the difference in their offense this season. And I think a lot of it is because, and um, I think Romo talked about it uh, on a podcast. He was on Simmons's podcast either last week or the week before. Yeah. You know, you lose Marshall Yonda, probably the best guard ever to retirement you lose Ronnie Stanley one of the best left tackles in the league to an injury in the middle of the season all of a sudden Lamar doesn't have as much time to sit at the top of his drop wait for Marquise Brown to get downfield and Lamar is like you know he's he's obviously a special player as an overall talent but he's not like and and Aikman said it during the game tonight too he's not like an anticipation passer where he's going to throw the guy open he's going to see the guy open and then he's going to hit him and if you don't have as much time in the pocket to throw a deep ball, you have to, you know, throw the guy open on that deep pass. And it's a little bit harder to hit that deep pass. And that's why their deep passing game has been off this year. I think that's even why their intermediate passing game has been a little bit off this year, because instead of Mark Andrews clearing the linebackers and getting in front of the safety, and then you get him, you know, with, with that pass in between, you know, you're throwing it before he gets clear of the linebacker and you're throwing it to a spot rather than a guy. And it's just a little bit more of a challenge for them this year. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is they don't really have a quick game in the passing game. Mm. Like when, do, when do you ever see them throw like a, you know, a five step slant or just like a curl? You know, you never see that from them. It's, um, their, their, their passing game, you know, it fits with their running game. It's all play action over the middle and then deep shots over the sideline. But when you don't have that quick game to get, you know, easy chunks of yardage, quote unquote, and you're missing on the intermediate and deep stuff, 
that, you know, t- makes your whole offense take a step backwards. Yeah. And I, I don't know that they have the personnel for it either. You know, like the, this is a team that, I mean, in theory, I, I think, uh, was it Aikman was someone on the broadcast maybe, but like you could, you know, they could have used, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins or, uh, I don't, I don't say Will Fuller. He's now suspended, but I mean, you know, Stefan Diggs, I, I, I think those guys obviously would have helped. And I don't, I, I don't know. They need, they need something extra. I don't think that they're, a Super Bowl team per se, but they are an interesting future here. So they're seven and five. Indianapolis eight and four, Miami eight and four, Cleveland nine and three, and Tennessee eight and four. Tennessee and, uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis have both played twice. So they're, they're not going to fall out, but there are some matchups for Miami against the Pats and the Bills where it's not an easy path. I mean, Baltimore can definitely slide right, but like, like pull the Baker Mayfield and slide right back into this playoff spot, right? Breach. Yeah, I mean, they can, uh, but again, it is, they can because they're scheduled. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how good they are. I don't know that they're a, a top five team in the AFC, but when you close, if they beat the Browns, then you get Jacksonville, you get the Giants, you get the Bengals. Like, I, that is a pretty good chance of going four and oh down the stretch. All of a sudden, uh, you're 11 and five. And if, even if you're 10 and six, you're getting in the postseason. So if they go three and one, I have to think they're going to be the playoffs and, and they're not a team you want to face. Uh, you know, Dubin mentioned they are missing a couple guys. And so the offense is only going to get better. I think the biggest concern is the defense. Again, the Cowboys only punted once in this game. The Ravens didn't show they could stop a, a not great Cowboys offense, as you guys have pointed out, but they only made them punt once. So if you can't stop the Cowboys, how are you stopping, uh, you know, good teams in the playoffs? I think the Browns is obviously going to be their biggest test going forward. Uh, you know, and they smacked the Browns down back in week one with that 38 to six win. And I think Cleveland is a good matchup for them. Uh, so, you know, I think Baltimore will do okay in that game. And, uh, but who knows in the playoffs? Cause you know, who's never won a playoff game? Don't say Andy Dalton. The answer is Lamar Jackson. That's, I think there's a couple things on, on this Ravens thing though. So you, it's not like they've had that many good wins, but look at their losses. I mean, they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Steelers twice. They lost to the Titans and they lost to the Patriots. You know, the Correct. Patriots loss is the only one that stands out as a game. Like they legit just, they, they should have won that game. No question. I think they're just a better team and they like, they came out and just played terribly. Obviously it was on the road against Belichick and in ridiculous amount of rain. But I mean, that, that was a game that Lomar just kind of lost for them. I think, you know, they, they haven't beaten that many good teams. You know, they did, they, they beat the Colts. They beat the Browns back in week one. Obviously the Browns didn't start looking good for another couple of weeks after that. You know, they beat the Texans before uh, everybody got hurt and before Bill, or I guess it's probably not as much of an accomplishment to beat them before Bill O'Brien <laughs> got fired. Um, you know, and, I, and then they beat the football team, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the, now the Cowboys. But, you know, the, the, their losses are kind of like, you know, they lost by six to Tennessee. They lost by five to the Steelers, six to the Patriots, four to the Chiefs, four to the Steelers. You know, it, it's not like they're coming out here and getting killed. You know, even their losses have been, Relatively close games. I think that Titans game was not as close as the final score. If I'm well, they were up, they were up twenty one ten in the in the second half against the Titans. They should have like that's when the Ravens always win because they mm-hmm. lean on you and, and run the ball. The one thing I would say is that if for some reason the Ravens, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we point out their easy schedule. It there's it's not a crazy path where the Ravens get in as a wild card to the playoffs, 
and the offense just suddenly gets hot and Greg Roman's dialing everything up and Lamar Jackson and the running game is working and the offensive line is blocking and the defense is, is, is being opportunistic and, and getting after the passer. And, and all those things are possible. I'm not, again, not saying likely, but possible. This is a scary team to see as a wild card. Like you don't, if you're the two seed, and you get the Ravens as a seven seed, you're pretty pissed off. I mean, like that's a that's a suboptimal situation, I think. I think it depends though. You know, if you're the Chiefs and you get the Ravens, you're saying, yes, we didn't get the Raiders because you don't want to face a division team. You've handled you've manhandled the Ravens every time you've played them uh, in Lamar Jackson's career. You're three and oh, you've struggled against the Raiders. You don't want to face a division opponent for the third time. So, I, you know, like if I'm the Steelers, I don't want to see the Ravens in a two seven game. Uh, you know, if I'm the you Bills, always want to see the Raiders over the Ravens. Yeah. Not if you're the Chiefs. Always. I, the Chiefs I don't, I don't care if you're yeah. the Cowboys or like. Whatever the, Friday I think the Chiefs are the one team, team that would rather play the Ravens. I hard disagree, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, so Des- I would say that I'm I'm lower on the Ravens for this year than for their future. Like they're sure. not going to bring in somebody to to fix their passing game this year, and they're not going to completely redesign their passing game to add more of the stuff we were talking about earlier, like about the quick game stuff. That's not something that's going to happen. By the end of this year, you know, that's something that needs to happen. This is not like, Greg they, Roman's game, right? They, they redesigned their entire offense last off season. I don't think they need to do that. I think they need, or not last two off seasons ago. They don't need to do that, but they do need to add some more stuff so that it's not all power run play action over the middle, deep shots down the sideline. Like they need to have a little bit more diversity than that. All right. So, uh, just of note, I, and uh, this is fascinating to me from Monday night, but I was going to look to see what the AFC numbers were. Uh, Josh Allen actually leapfrogged Russell Wilson for MVP. And, uh, and, uh, so Josh Allen's 15 to one for MVP behind Rodgers and Mahomes. That's not, that has nothing to do with this game. Just wanted to point it out to win the, to win the conference. So to win the AFC and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are minus 110, which is hilarious. The, I mean, I wouldn't bet that that would be the bet I would make is just take the Chiefs. Um, but it, it's just hilarious that we're in week four, into week 13 and there's a team with a negative number, like a minus number to win the, win the conference. Um, the Steelers are four to one, Bills eight to one, and the Ravens are actually after that at 12 to one. I, there's no value in that after tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can take that. It, it, if the Ravens are like 20 to one, or 15 to 1, maybe I'd be interested. 12 to 1, I don't think I have any interest. How about you, David? No. I mean, honestly, I don't really have much interest in a non-Chiefs team. Like, they're going to win the conference. They're the best team. Like, to me, who's, there's, there's who's, not that many other good teams. Yeah, who's beating them? There's nobody. There's nobody. The only team, So here are the teams under 20 to 1 that are not the Chiefs. Steelers, Bills, Ravens, Colts, Titans, Browns, and that's it. You're not taking the Dolphins. You know what's crazy is that if the Ravens, you know, we just we just talked about their schedule. They have if they beat the Browns, the the last three they're going to be favoring all those very winnable games. If they go eleven and five, they might end up with the fifth seat because you look at the Browns at nine and three. They still have, you know, obviously the Ravens would have to beat them on Monday, so that's their fourth loss. And then their season, the, the. Brown's fourth loss would be Baltimore. Assuming Baltimore. I, 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 did, I, I did my head shake. I was like, wait, can the Ravens catch the 
Steelers? They can't, right? They're no, no. The Ravens are eliminated from division title okay. contention. Yeah. Bring oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake. I thought, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I was so, like, I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> so assuming the Ravens went out, which means the Browns lose Monday. Now the, the, the Browns are nine and four and then the Browns have to play the Steelers in week 17. That's not a lock. So all of a sudden they get the five losses and maybe they finish 11 and five. Uh, you know, the Dolphins and Raiders still have to play each other. So one of those teams is going to pick up another loss. The Colts and Steelers still have to play each other. So now you're looking at possibly, uh, another loss. Well, not possibly uh, another loss for one of those teams, unless they somehow end in a tie. And then, uh, the Titans have a pretty interesting schedule down the stretch. So it's not too far fetched that if the Ravens went out, they end up with the fifth seed. The Titans <laughs> still have to play the Packers. Uh, so, you know, they already have four losses. It was the Packers. They're at five losses. So the Dolphins and Raiders play each other too, I think. Right. So one of them will get tacked on with another loss. The Uh, Ravens, by the the way, you you guys want to take any guesses who is third in the AFC and point differential? Uh, are one and two, the chiefs in, is it the Ravens? No, it's, they are fourth, but it's not the Ravens. Um, the Dolphins? It is the Dolphins. Hey, what a guess. I wasn't Plus looking. 91. Wow. By the way, the, the Raiders and Browns both have negative both point AFC differentials. AFC South teams before the Dolphins. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the Raiders way- and Browns both have negative point differentials, by the way. Worse than the Vikings. But the Browns, the Browns do have like two really, two or three, they have a horrible loss to the, um, the Ra- the Ravens. They got blown The Ravens out by. and the Steelers. Yeah. And they but blew out, but they, they blew out the, but I'm just saying they blew out the Titans and they blew out the Cowboys, but then they let didn't, them come back. right. They let them back in, but, but then right. lost to the Raiders. Yeah. Like generally though, like getting blown out is more of a sign than winning close games. Absolutely. Like, but some of their close games were not actually close games. And they had like the weird stretch of games where every game was like 90 mile an hour wins or yes, torrential yeah. downpours. So that throws it off a little bit, but getting blown out by two of the best teams is a bad sign. All right. So we'll uh, get out here on this. Are the Ravens a playoff team? Yes or no, David? Um, I'll say yes. Like they're, they're better than the Raiders. Uh, I don't see the, the Raiders making it over them. Bad matchup well, for the Raiders. Wait, what about the Dolphins, Bills, or are Dolphins, Browns, or Colts? Because those are the three wildcard teams right now. Who's out of that Lineup. Oh, right. I forgot. We, we can say team. Titans too, because Titans and Colts. Oh, yeah. Are so one of the AFC South teams or the Browns or Dolphins has to be out. They're two games back of the Browns. It's tough. Wait, the Browns um, or Ravens are still playing, right? They play right, next they, week. Right. Oh, that would be. So, yeah. How could the Browns not make the playoffs at this point? That would be so tough. I think the Dolphins. I think the Ravens are in. The Dolphins are out. I think so too. What's What's Miami's schedule other than the Raiders game? The Dolphins have the Raiders. No, the Dolphins have the Chiefs. Oh, the, the Dolphins week. play the Chiefs, the Pats, the Raiders, and the Bills. They're not making the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's and and Tua has flashed, but he is not. You know. They're they're going one and three down the stretch. Great season, right. but well, they're and, finishing. And we talked about seven. Monday or the, the the recap podcast how the Dolphins could be in a situation where they're playing Week 17, where the winner is in the playoffs and the loser's out against the Bills. Yeah. No. No. That's done now because the Bills won against the 49ers, I think. Uh, what's what's left for the Dolphins is rooting for the Texans to lose to the Bears this week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, the Dolphins uh, can still the Dolphins can still make the playoffs. It is, I think, it is unlikely with their schedule. I think, I think what we're going to see is um, Chiefs, Steelers, Colts. Who am I missing? Is the three seed Bills? Bills, 
And then your three wildcard teams will be Titans, Browns, Browns, Titans, Browns, and Ravens. Yeah, That's I a would, pretty I would nasty the group. And Raiders to miss. That By the way, pretty, the, the bottom of the a, NFC is horrendous. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like the AFC in totality in terms of the playoff that it's bringing is sick. And the NFC is this, like, it's like, all right, Saints and Packers, you screw this up. That's on you. Remember the Vikings? Weren't the Vikings like one in five? They're in the playoffs now, by the way. Yep. They sure were. They sure are. Oh, uh, we forgot. Uh, Debo is going to, will not let me exit this, this podcast without pointing out that, uh, right before the game began, uh, Des Bryant. <laughs> oh, right. And we found this out via Des Bryant's Twitter account. Des Bryant <laughs> tweets out that he is test positive for COVID after having an inconclusive test leading up to the game. He's like, he's like WTF. And he said, tell me why they pulled me from warming up so I can go get tested. My bleep come back positive. I tested positive for COVID WTF. So in other words, Des Bryant is out there warming up against his old team and hugging everybody, people in hugging Cowboys coaches, hugging Cowboys players, warming up. He's thinking like, man, I'm about to go nuts on my old team. These, these guys suck. I'm going to catch multiple touchdowns. I know people who had bets on multiple Des Bryant touchdowns. Um, and he, he was, he had an inconclusive test before the game gets pulled because it was inconclusive. They give him one of the like, apparently a rapid test. It tests positive and he shuttled out of there and he says, crazy thing is I have the same damn routine. This bleep do, does not make sense to me. And then he added, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call it a quit for the rest of the season. I can't deal with this. Yep. Tweeting since I tested positive for COVID before the game, does the game stop or go on at NFL? And finally ended up with, I'm about to drink some wine and Coke, just like all of us during NFL games. And yeah, a, somebody tweeted, um, a uh, picture. Somebody from the Ravens organization tweeted out a picture saying, Hey, here's Des Bryant giving lots of hugs to Cowboys players and coaches during pregame. Uh, and, and that's why Des is saying, all right, so the NFL is going to play this game. If I'm positive and I'm out here shaking hands and giving hugs to all these players with this super contagious disease, how is the NFL can, how can they a hundred percent say that I have not infected anyone? So this was, yeah. this, this was kind of mind blowing that they made the Broncos play with zero quarterbacks because they were in a quarterback room, you know, with somebody who had positive and they weren't wearing masks and Des is out here hugging people before the game. I mean, not that it mattered. Cowboys could have been down ten more players; it would have been the same final score. But no, but this, I mean, it's ins- like it's insane that it's like not yes, about exactly. the score. Is, like yes, right. the, they showed on the broadcast, Dez and Cowboys backup linebacker Justin March show like greeting each other before the game. Neither one of them in a mask within right. like four feet of each other. But 70, they said that there were no high risk close contacts for Dez. Seventy percent of Fox's content for this game was revolving around the Des Bryant revenge game. They had a feature that they were running where Tony Gonzalez they and they ran anyway where Tony Gonzalez interviews Des Bryant about his like return to football. And before it, uh, Kurt Minifee is like, "Well, now of course this was filmed before Des Bryant tested positive for COVID." It's like, no kidding, Kurt. It happened on like like he's saying like they didn't know what the hell was going on. The NFL didn't know what was going on. It's insane that they played this game on a Tuesday with a guy who tested positive from the organization that they had to push it back to Tuesday, push it back to Wednesday the week before in order to get it done. It's crazy. 
And one other tweet I thought that was interesting from him was one you read, Brinson, was the, the he said, the crazy thing is I have the same damn routine. This belief do not make sense to me. And the reason that's interesting to me is because it sounds like he's saying, I do the same thing every day. So if I got it, I got it from someone I'm around. As in, or uh, someone on the Ravens that's who's what I'm saying. been someone around. Multiple, someone, right? This so team is yeah. He's around. That's what his complaint sounds like. It's saying. Uh, and it's that like this, you would think the Ravens would have learned their lesson after they just had a full blown outbreak, but then you know you see Des hugging guys before the game, so obviously they didn't. Well, right, and, so, the, and the Ravens employee who tweeted out that picture of Des uh, and saying he's hugging Cowboys players deleted that in like yeah. three seconds after his positive COVID test came out. So that tells you everybody's like, all right, guys, we got it. Let's try and brush this under the rug, even though you can't because it's Des Bryant versus the Cowboys. Hey, and by the way, uh, fun fact for you, John Breach. Yes. What's nine plus 14? Uh-oh. 23? Correct. What is December 23rd? The day before Christmas Eve. Today's the ninth. It's a Wednesday. All well, no. Screw the Wednesday thing. I'm saying that Des Bryant tested positive today. He's out there hugging a bunch of Cowboys players and Cowboys coaches. And this disease, this virus, takes ten to fourteen days to like possibly show up in your system. Now, so all of these players from the Cowboys might be going back to see their families on Christmas. Or maybe they won't be now because they might have to quarantine for 14 days. If, if the Cowboys have a bunch of positive tests pop up in 14 days, and this is sort of the thing that has never made any sense throughout the season. It's like, all right, like, oh, we got positives. Let's all quarantine. But and they're like, oh, there's no close contacts on this team. But like, you wouldn't see the close contacts pop up 24 hours later. It'd be like 14 days later. Well, no, the, the close contacts are about like they all wear the monitors in the facility and whatnot. No. So if they're within a certain amount of distance from each other or if they're in a room and not wearing a mask, then they're a close contact. Right, right. But I'm saying like it, you put like we, the Patriots and Chiefs played, right? And Stefan Gilmore tests positive. He tests negative before the game, tests positive after the game. And then he's like, and so Patrick, I mean, like you don't. You just don't know. There's a lot of unknowns about this. Oh, and Dez, Dez testing positive. If, if the Ravens, if any more Ravens players come down with it in the next few days and that Browns game, cause you can't really push it back. You're already at Monday. You know, maybe you push it back to one day, Tuesday, but that, that is one of those games that if that were to get canceled or moved back to a week 18, that's the one that could create a 16 uh, team playoff. Cause you which, can't, have, uh, which oddly enough might help, game. which oddly enough might help the Ravens. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, it won't help the Cowboys. I, I'm just saying it, the whole th- it, the whole thing is weird because again we're at Christmas. Like in North Carolina, they just instituted uh, Governor Cooper just put in a um, a curfew, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. starting on well, Friday. That's good because everybody knows that the virus doesn't transmit between 10 and 5. I mean, but you know what the reason is. I mean, let's be real, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real here. Like, I mean. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's tr- anyway. You, no booze sales after 9 p.m. I mean, that's that's where we're at here. And Use delivery. Well, just buy your booze before 9 p.m. I mean, it's not that hard. But my point is that it, everyone is kind of shifting towards these more stringent situations across the country, and we have Des Bryant out there dapping up like every single Cowboys coach on the planet with a positive test. Yeah. I mean, we've also got the 49ers going from Santa Clara where there's, you know, they can't play because of stricter restrictions to Arizona where the virus is more prevalent. 
That's right. Yeah. It makes no sense. Okay. So anyway, this is not a virus podcast. It's a football podcast, but, uh, it is a, it is a, uh, is a situation worth monitoring. If you're concerned about it, may I suggest that you go drink some wine and cope like Des Bryant. Hopefully Des is fine. I'm sad that he didn't play. I was looking forward to it. It was a revenge game. He was going to catch two touchdowns. But the Ravens rolled anyway. Cowboys are dead. Hopefully for Dubin, they get a high draft pick and hopefully for, for Breach, Andy Dalton survives the season. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Throw up the X and wear a mask. Mm-hmm.